Hello and welcome to the Villa Park Podcast. It's me, Rich, and I'm back with Martin to preview uh, Aston Villa, well, Brentford, sorry, against Aston Villa and another key game in Villa's European charge. And Martin, five weeks ago, six weeks ago, could you have imagined us saying Aston Villa's European charge? Well, I remember saying that had we been, I can't remember the game. It was the one before Chelsea, I think. Brent Bournemouth. Bournemouth. Uh, and then we'd gone to beat Chelsea, got a few wins, and results went our way. And I'd said we'd really be in the mix. And I didn't want to get ahead of myself. And that's ultimately play, paid off because no way if you start playing scenarios, doing this, of this, that, that happen, it just doesn't happen. So when it all did, I was like, ooh. And then now, unfortunately for George, Villa's not under the radar anymore. People are now talking. <laughs> can Villa finish top four? Can they get a Europa League spot? And it's kind of, it's like, damn it. No, we're not under the radar anymore. Now we're in the spotlight. People are saying Villa are cooking. They're showing Unai Emery respect. Peter Crouch was even saying the disrespect that Unai got the first time because we've been made fun of, of the media and everything else when he's a top-class manager, winning three Europa League titles in a row with Sevilla. Winning one with Villarreal, you know, getting to a European final with Arsenal. I mean, that that wasn't a good Arsenal team that Emery inherited, and that was at a bad time as well because Arsene Wenger wasn't involved. It was his first year that wasn't involved, and he's really kicked on. He's proved a lot of doubt was wrong, and funny enough, he's come to Aston Villa, which a lot of people. I don't think he would have been a lot of people's first choice, you know, Emery. You know, because people were saying Poch, Potter. I don't think Unai Emery was even in a mix. And look, look where he's gotten us. Unbelievable stuff. So, Yeah, absolutely. And we've got George joining us, the legend himself. Um, just a quick one. Six, six weeks, approximately six weeks ago, was, it was around the time we played Everton and we were off the back of a three, three, rows in, uh, three defeats in a row. Yeah. I was just saying to Martin there, George, with well, I I I started the show with Villa a, a, play, a facing Brentford to continue their European charge, and six as I said six weeks ago, could we have imagined ourselves saying Aston Villa on a European charge? And Martin said he was, you know, a couple of wins. He was thinking he didn't want to hedge our bets, but mate, I I I can seriously say. After the three defeats in a row and us facing Everton, I, I couldn't have said we'd be on a European charge by now. Yeah, um, evening everybody. Yeah, it's um, yeah, been an amazing, amazing run we've been on, let's face it. I mean, I do remember uh, saying, I think we did one of these just just as the World Cup was coming to an end, like it was like us to restart the season. I remember mm. saying, like, we've got to use this to our advantage now that we only had a couple of players that went and, you know, there's a we can make a, a, make a bit of a fist of it, but no, this is this is beyond our wildest dreams, let's face it. I mean, God, we're breaking records all over the shop, lads. Yeah, yeah. I've got to I've got to just shout out Michael here. He says, Good evening. Rich, how was your son's week? How has your son's week been at school? Where are these jokers gone who disrespected Villa and the jazz music has been sweet this week? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like the style, so. Brilliant. Yeah. First of all, my son proudly wore his villa coat into school on Monday. Um, and they they 
as I said the other day, they had to resort to the fact that it was still four three on aggregate. That that's that's all they had up here in in, in Geordie Land. And um, I was I was watching a podcast with all the the guys who were on that Battleground Europe one, where they they kind of said, "What was I doing on there?" And just cheekily put in the comments, "Are Aston Villa invited into this conversation yet?" So um, yeah, I, I'm just happy though. I, I mean, I think I think. Even as as Villa fans, even at this stage, Martin, we're still kind of like, you know, at the moment we have to keep winning. That that's the point. We have to keep winning. But even if we were to get it, I know we're in this position now, and it would be disappointing to not get it. But at the same time, there's still a little bit of like, look, if we if we finish seventh, it's still phenomenal from where we were when he when he took over. Yeah, that's it. And you know, we'd be. Hugely disappointed, I think, now with anything less than seventh because Fulham look like they're in the beach. Admittedly, I know they bet Everton, but still, Everton haven't been great. Like, look at us, you know, beating games who were in the relegation zone. We've been in the beach, so we've been there. Brentford, Brentford's are starting to fall off a little bit, so this is now a good time to get them. And then you've Chelsea, who have been absolutely shocking. So, I think anything less than seventh would be. A disappointment, disappointment considering where we are now and how many points the teams are behind us. I don't think we'll get anything lower than seventh. I think fifth, sixth, and seventh is very good. You know, you know, getting a European place and how we started under Gerard. You know, people were slumps, and you know, it's just brought confidence into everybody. And and the momentum that we're on, it's just unbelievable. It's it's. Like, I now can go watch a Villa game with a smile on my face. Like, how long has it been for you? I don't know for you, lads, but just watching the game, even if it's on telly or you're going to it or you're listening to it on a stream, and you just have a smile of how we're playing. And it's just absolutely incredible. I'm getting stuff from my football team saying, Villa are looking good. What's going on with Villa? I says, lads, your guess is as good as mine. <laughs> yeah, no, it, it, it is interesting to be talk, talked about in this in this manner. Um, we, we will come on to the Brentford game because you bring it up at a nice time, Martin. Um, so we're going to obviously preview the Brentford game. There's a few little uh, comments in about players that we link with. So we are going to cover one or two players that we link with as well. Get your comments on that, on that lads. And also we're going to um, do a little bit on the loan players as well because some of the young lads on, out on loan are doing brilliantly. And I think if we could get into Europe, that's, that's a great chance for these young players to, to get back into the club and and and, and mm. you know carve out careers at Villa so we will cover that at the moment um Aaron's in the house uh yeah no need to send the guinea pigs to help them out now yeah good man must be happy if no, Aaron's happy no, we must be playing yeah. well if Aaron's happy he must be if Aaron's happy something's going right <laughs> yeah um uh Gary just with a touch of caution there says as great as it is at the moment I just can't see us getting Europe especially with Liverpool improving um, so, George, I'll come to you. Just with regards to this Brentford game, Martin just alluded to there that Brentford, um, I think they've lost the last three. We'll go through the form guide in a minute. Not in the best of form, but they are very, very good at home. It's certainly not one to take lightly. Um, and, yeah, just I guess it's, it's one of those where after the euphoria of beating Newcastle, it's one that we've just got to make sure that we get, we get right this week. Yeah, 100%. I mean, I know, I say, we're on a fantastic run, as we all just said, but we're not, you know, it's it's been six, seven weeks of brilliance. It's not 
we're not in the position where we can start saying, oh yeah, Brentford away, we'll piss that one, you know. They've had a fantastic season. They've got, you know, Ivan Tony up front, who's, you know, even the form Watkins is in now, Ivan Tony still scored more goals. So, you know, so they've got a big, big threat up front. They're a great team at home. I think I think I heard the stat they've only lost two at home this season, you know, which is yeah. extremely impressive. That going along with our awful record there, you know, we've we've lost every game there when we was in the championship and since they come up and we've come up. So, you know, and it's another trip to London where it's not always great for us. So, you know, we've got to be on our game to win the game and, you know, we've got to earn our right to win the game. It's not just going to be, oh, Brentford have lost a few games. We're going to win today. I mean, everyone thought Fulham had fallen off and then they go and stuff Everton who needed the points last week. So I think you've got to be careful, you know. If we play well, we can win the game, of course. But it's definitely not a given in my book. Yeah. It's going to be a different one as well, Martin, isn't it? Because we know, well, Newcastle are a physical side, but they're a very much a high-press side. You know, Brentford are going to present a much more diff- different challenge. You know, long balls, throw-ins into the box, you know, corners. Tone is a real handful. Um it's, yeah, it, they're going to present a different challenge to, to what Newcastle presented to us. Absolutely. And, you know, Brentf- away to Brentford is, is difficult for any team to go to. Like, look, what's happened to Man United? Got torn over 4-0. Chelsea, have Chelsea played away to Brentford, yeah? I'm not, I'm not too sure, but they, they, yeah. yeah. I mean, they're, they're just the yeah, fact but like, the points, the points, yeah. They, they gave yeah, Newcastle a real game. You know, it was two penalties, exactly. I think. And, yeah. and I thought and I thought Newcastle wasn't even great that game, um, mm. but they somehow turned it around. But Brentford away for any team to go to is a real difficult place. Mm. And they've, they've done that since they've come up and fair juice them. So it's not going to be an easy game by all means, regardless whether they're starting to dip a little bit in their form. But like we've always said, Unai's at the wheel. Like we've come to some games and we're like, oh, I don't know, I don't know. And, but he's just turned it around and won. Like, we were all saying, for, well, I wasn't, but some of you were saying for the Newcastle game that, you know, oh, draw, a draw, a draw. And I said we win, and we did win. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, I but, said a defeat, didn't I? Yeah. I think you might have so, done, like, yeah. did. Yeah. So, but in this one, this, I think this game, I know you're kind of looking at it on paper here, but I think this game will be more difficult than the Newcastle game. Simply because it's a way to Brentford, they're solid at home, and you know you have to keep Ivan Tony quiet. He's he's the one threat they have, and for some man who's like five eleven can really jump in the air. So like he is going to be a threat going forward. You know, defensively they're solid as well when they're at home. Midfield's very good. Jensen, great midfielder. So it's not an easy game. This is going to be a more difficult test. Than the Newcastle one was simply because we're away from home against a team who's very good at home. How many yeah. points behind us are they, boys? I think uh, they're the current current league table suggest, uh, states they are on forty three points. We're on fifty, so they're seven points behind us. Wow, play, yeah, we've yeah, played, played the same amount of games. Um, so they've won ten games this season. I was just looking at their matches. They've home wins. They've had uh, they've beaten Fulham, they've beaten Southampton, and they've beaten Bournemouth. They've beaten Liverpool. Um, and they've, they've beat Man City away, they've beaten Brighton, and they've beaten Leeds, and they've beaten Man, Man United. So they've got they've, they have got a decent record at home. They have drawn one or two at home. They drew against Everton, they drew against Chelsea, they drew against Wolves. Um, so 
yeah, the, and they drew against Spurs. So they have they have drawn quite a few games at home. They drew against Palace, drew against Leicester. So it's not like they're um, formidable at home, like in terms of like everyone goes and gets beat. They've drawn quite a few at home and they have conceded goals at home as well. So mm. they will be, they will, they, you know, the chances are, you know, obviously we've scored in every game that Emery's been involved in. And I think there's a record that can be broken if we score in this game. So, it, it, you know, and one thing's for sure, George, is that Emery will have a tactical plan against this team because this is what he's, this is what he's been famous for, uh, obviously across his career. But this is what we've become used to at Villa is that he's got a tactical plan for each and every game and each and every opponent that we come up against. Yeah, no doubt about it. I mean, he's the man, isn't he? As simple as that. You know, you know it's like, it's, it's it's great watching now. It's like, we with all the other managers we've had, and, you know, they've all had their strengths and weaknesses. But we used to just go out and set up, and the, and the game was set up from the start. It either worked or it didn't. It's great now just watching a manager just think, oh, you know, 20 minutes in, oh, I'm not too sure about this plan. I'm going to change it in-game. You know, he's, he bamboozles everyone. He, he's an absolute genius. You know, like you say, he... Like last week, we're playing Newcastle. You know, uh, did you all notice how the playing out from the back stopped because of yeah. Newcastle's threat? We we just, no, bollocks to that, lads. It's not going to work today. We're going to do yeah. something different. We're going to play long to Watkins and, you know, completely battered Newcastle and played them at their own game. You know, so, yeah, you've got to trust Emery to have a plan here to to try and do Brentford as well. Absolutely, absolutely. Um couple of comments. Michael says, this is a hard game. And while I would love the win, I think a draw could be on the cards. I'm obviously going to do score predictions a bit later as well. Aaron saying, don't stress, promise. He's gone for a 3-1 win. Watkins 2 and Buendia 1. So got in his prediction early. Willie, evening, guys. Great show. How good does it feel when other teams above us are now looking over their shoulders? We've touched on that. It's it's just great to be in this position. It's so good. Um, Just in terms, and and Duncan saying that, Emery will zonally bypass round Tony. Rachel says, Mm -hmm. Emery is proactive and reactive within game. It's 4D chess. Absolutely. And there's so many little little nuances. There's so many little changes he makes and utilizes his players. You know, Chambers has been utilized in different positions. Then Donker came into the game on Saturday. Um, So, you know, there's there's, there's so many things that he's going to do. Now, before we go into like your predicted lineup, I've got obviously got yours, Martin, and then George, you mm. can just comment if you would make any changes to it. But before that, we, we got the report on the players that are out and it still looks like Cash, Coutinho, Kamara and Bailey are, are all out still. Is this a concern, particularly going into a week where we've got three games that we've still got four, you know, key players that are, that are out at the moment? It's, it's a concern, yeah, definitely, because the bench doesn't look like it's got much on it at the moment. I mean, last week, what did we make? I think, did Chambers come on? Made, well, we, Chambers came on with like seven minutes to go and yeah. Duran came on with like three minutes to go. But that was that was to get um, a, a stand innovation, wasn't it, for... For Watkins. For Watkins, yeah. But, but other than that, who's coming off that bench? That's it, Traore, maybe? Yeah, sorry, yeah, that's another one. But there's not a lot there, is there? Really, there's not a lot. That that's about it. Traore, maybe, maybe Duran a little bit earlier, um, and then Chambers is is your defensive substitution. But other than that, I mean, he had two goalkeepers and he had two two youth players on the bench. Yeah, I think I think we've just got to just what we got seven games left. We've just got to soldier on and just hope for the best. 
the only thing that does concern me, I reckon this run we've got, it's, it's going to peak somewhere. And I just wonder whether last week was that peak because that was so, so good. I mean, I was desperate to come on last week, but the day just got ahead and got away from me. I mean, what a performance. I mean, how are we going to, uh, how are we going to bloody match that again this year? That was fantastic. Yeah, I, 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 I honestly, I think how it, I, I do think if we played 70% like that for most of the season, I think we win most of the games. You know, it was, it was, it was almost a perfect performance. Um, Martin, I just wanted to check with you, mate. Just a quick question. Gary said, is that it for Coutinho now? Um, especially as he doesn't play again this season. I was thinking this earlier on, exactly that. Yeah, I think um, I think that will be it for him uh, because apparently there's links to a few certain players that we'll mention later in the pod. But I just think it will be it for him. I just think in the summer, Coutinho will be gone. I don't think he gets back into this team. And we all know that Emery is looking for a wide midfielder. That's probably been the worst kept secret ever. So, I don't. I don't think we can. Um, we can swallow the wages that someone is earning his money and not playing. You yeah. know, there's, there's. You've mm. got to, as same as Luca Dean. I think they'll both be off for that reason. Yeah, oh, they'll both be yeah. gone. Like I think Coutinho will be going back to Brazil, wherever team will take him. And then Dinha, that's that's a different matter. It depends is, who. Yeah. Yeah, it depends who wants to pay him 160 grand a week. He's our highest wage earner. So like. If, My only thing with looking... Coutinho is, is that he liked him, didn't he? And Coutinho was just starting to get some form. Like, it's not that Emery didn't like him. You know, he played in the Arsenal game and scored, and he played in the two or three games before that. And he, the, the shame for Coutinho is, is he was getting into some form. And you could yeah. almost see in that in that formation that um, Emery likes to play with, the, the, you know, obviously the box four and then that, that other one floating, you know, where he, where he, wherever he wants to go. Like if it's Bailey, he stays more so on the right hand side. But obviously, we saw mm. on, on Saturday that that kind of front three of, you know, uh, McGinn, uh, Buendia, and Ramsey just roaming wherever they want. You could see Coutinho thriving in in one of those positions. Like, I mean, just imagine Coutinho just popping up wherever he wants to, just getting on the ball. Like, oh, absolutely, so- and he would he would absolutely thrive. There's no doubt, but. I just think that the way that we're going, Coutinho's going to find it hard to get in. Like he's not going to be a shoe in. No, no, players. he hasn't bought any of his own players no. yet, really, either. Like, no. like we look at Kamara, who's is it's obviously been our best player this season. That's no doubt. But when he's out injured, and then we talk about coming back, the question has been right: Who do you drop? Because because going off form, you can't drop anybody. We threw him into the Chelsea game and. It was too early. I said it was too early. And now, look, he's out for another few weeks. So, like, it's, I'm not doubting Kamara's ability. So, don't <laughs> quote me on that. But I just think he's going to find it hard for a few weeks well, this, to get back well, into this yeah. team. Well, this is, that's what you want, though. That's exactly what you want. My, my point is, is that we've got three big games to come in a short space of time. And Emery likes to freshen things up. Obviously, at the moment, it, it, it's a set kind of 12 players or 12, 13 players that are being used, mm. but it's just good to have those options. And obviously if he hasn't got those options in an already small squad, like Georgia said before, you know, we've, we, that was, that was a real high last week. You know, mm. it's in, it, it, it's in danger of like that peak coming because what you want to do is wait, is to stop that is to prolong that kind of peak period is you need changes. You need people to bring yeah. in, you need, 
You know what I mean? You need people to freshen it up. You need hungry that's where, people. Yeah, but that's where Traore comes in because I know we got a stroke of luck twice, but still, he's been very good. And well, he's, he's, he's productive, isn't he? I bet he had yeah, the hump last week not getting a look in after two yeah. goals in two games and not coming yeah. off the bench. And in fairness, I don't, I don't in fairness, think, I think he'd be stuff. within his right. I think he was within his right to have a little bit of a home. Like he was going into yeah. good form, barely going off injured. That yeah. was probably the game he was thinking, yeah, I've got my chance here. And But it is what it is. And then Donkers obviously got the nod in the head. And he played well, though, to he, be fair. Then, he played really, really well. well. Yeah. So like he's an option now. You'll have Chambers who comes in and does a job. Carlos, I know, is coming back, but he's probably not up to speed just yet, so he's probably getting just the tr- full training in to get his match fitness back up. Then you could probably go with Cons out and right full if Ashley Young comes off and you bring on Chambers. and So that's where he'll probably rotate things. I know with Kamara, Coutinho and Matty Cash out, it doesn't exactly help, but you can move players around, if you know what I mean. Like, you know, they, they can go into different positions. That's how you freshen it up, unfortunately. But that's just the way he's going to have to do it. Mm, yeah. Um, Duncan says, central midfield, we have cover with Donk, Donks and Chambers. It's up front and right back where we're thin squad-wise. Um, yeah, I totally agree. And Gary doesn't think he, Emery likes Dini. He got rid of him at PSG as well. I do think that I'm was... Like at PSG with Emery? I think it was like a week's worth. So just, I, yeah. I don't know how long he would have... He'd only to, just got there, hadn't whether, he? Yeah, whether that deal had already been done. But yeah. You know, either either way, I don't think Dina stays because I don't think he'd want to be on the better, like the second choice anyway. And I think they'll probably go for more of a younger version of of Moreno, to be honest. So, but we'll we'll wait and see. Um, wanted to just go into the the team. So you guys get in the comments what you think the starting, <laughs> how you think he'll approach the starting lineup. You know, I don't think there's going to be too many shocks, but you know, does a Triore get in or does a you know, does he make any any other changes um, to the lineup? Does he freshen it up a little bit? I don't, I don't know, but I think the, probably the team pretty much picks itself. But get get involved in the comments. Um, hit that subscribe button, please, guys. We we've had some crazy growth in the last week or two. Um, we are over thirteen hundred now, very close to thirteen hundred and fifty. Um, so right, really pushing for fifteen hundred subscribers, which would be amazing. So if you haven't already, click that subscribe button. And um, please do hit the like button as well. We've got nearly 50 watching. So please um, hit that like button. Help us spread the word of the channel. If you do want to donate to the channel as well with a super chat or, you know, you can get your question to the top of the comments. Hit that hit that dollar sign and that helps contribute to the show as well. So, yeah, the support we're getting is amazing. So please help us continue to grow. Um, so, yeah, Martin, I've got your team. George, you can you can contribute to see if you would make any changes, but I don't think it's going to be too long as talking about this, to be fair. Hmm. But, Martin, talk us through your team. I think after the performance last week, I think everyone <laughs> deserves to keep their spot. So, George, you walk away. <laughs> yeah, yes, exactly that. It's, it's, like we just said, there's hardly anything left on the bench to bring on anyway. So, I think that's the team you pick. The only... The only one was like we just mentioned would Traore come in, but I don't think so because you know we've got to have to be a bit defensive, defensively solid for this game. And then Donker's your man there, and you know maybe Traore gets a look in a bit later on if things are going our way or or we need a goal. But yeah, I think just stay as you stay as you are, mate. After last week, yeah, mm-hmm. agreed. I think I think it's it's funny really because then almost like the, these two games at like Newcastle and Brentford are almost perfect for a Den Donker 
to come in. You know, obviously yeah. he did really well against that midfield of um, of Newcastle. And I think it was actually quite good that Longstaff didn't play because that really played into our hands a little bit more because they, they didn't really have the legs in midfield to kind of cope with our with our overload in midfield. And then, you know, obviously Brentford are quite physical um, and it's going to be good to have a body like Dendonka in both boxes, um, a bit of a physical presence in midfield who, even though he might not touch the ball many times or kind of get involved in the general play, what he de- generally does is he, he's a physical presence and he might push someone off the ball or stop someone from making an, an extra run. It's a dirty just, work, isn't it? Yeah, and he just he just stops someone or wins the ball and just gives it to Louise, who then just you know at the moment he's dictating games and controlling games so well, it's uh, it's fantastic to watch. So yeah, it's um, it, I don't think there's many surprises like you say whether a Triore comes in or oh. whether uh, uh, we've got to shout out this Rod has just donated twenty dollars. Thank you so much, mate. Um, great work, Rich. No question, loving the content. Thank you so much, mate. That is amazing. Thank you. Um, so yeah, I just I think I just think you know the, the the only other maybe one is maybe he hasn't had enough game time is is a is a Duran maybe like again I, physical I presence. I don't think he's there yet from what I've seen. Did you, nah. did you when he last week? He, he he looks like he's got all the rawness, but he I don't think he's got it's not it's not up here yet. He needs he needs proper working on. From Unai, I think, but he's a good player in the uh, making in years to come. Yeah, yeah, it'd just be nice for him to get a goal, wouldn't it? Yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> really random reviews. Evening, mate. Thank you for joining us. Um, yeah, Rod, thank you so much, mate. I can't believe that. It's amazing. So thank you so much for that. Um, Michael says, I believe everyone uh, has a part to play, and this has been a strength of Emery. Yeah, and it, and it, and you know what? As well, I think credit to Emery as well because he. He must have. He must have had a decision because we'll cover the loan players that have gone out on loan, and and will do a little feature on them in a bit. But he must have had a say in that to let these players go out and and want to work with a smaller squad, because maybe he saw that he needed to bring that the, those players together a little bit more and kind of have a core group that he was going to work with for the second half of the season. He didn't really want many players to to kind of upset that. Um, mm. I mean, it was a risky strategy, but Martin, it, it's worked. It's paid off. And you can see now with Ollie Watkins, remember when he went home with Tube to Soccer AM and he had the long meeting and it's like, what does Emery tell you to do? He goes, just go away. <laughs> just short and simple. Just go to the left. Why, why do you have to stay centre? Just go to the left. You know, like it's, it's the little details in a football team. Like it's the belief. It's, it's the togetherness. And that's something these lads haven't had for a while you know the end of the dean smith era wasn't great i wouldn't say all of the jared era wasn't great you know at the start it was good you know new manager bounce but then after a while they start to flop players getting called out ming's getting the drop mcginn getting the captaincy but still saying you know mcginn's not guaranteed his game even though he's the captain which was a strange one and then it just got worse and worse and worse and it was coming to the point Douglas Louise probably wasn't even going to sign a contract. And eventually he did. And look how that's paid off for him. And then Emery's come in. I think I remember him saying in a quote that when he first got here and it was first game to Man United, he was under pressure. Now he's not. So that just goes to show 
the belief he's put into these players, you know, the confidence to go into games and beat teams like a Chelsea, a Newcastle, Man United, you know, Brighton, you know, teams that were really high above us and in a European race. And we were probably talking about, you know, just trying to get to that mid table, being stuck on 11 for a few weeks to now being stuck in six behind Spurs, you know. So it's just. It really has been really good. And Emery's right when he says, you know, at the start he was under pressure. But now he's not under pressure. You know, if he finishes eight, ninth, he's not under pressure. It does yeah. not matter what happens from, from here for him. It doesn't. But in saying that, from a fan perspective, it would be disappointing, like I touched on earlier. It would be disappointing to finish lower than seven, considering, you know, how Fulham and Brentford and Chelsea are doing. So that's... That's only my thing I'd have to say on that. But still, even if we did finish lower than seventh, I wouldn't be slaying Emery or anything like that because, you know, how we started the season. We all said that. It's just getting top half for us, how we started the season was going to be a good thing. 100%. 100%. I think you put, put it perfectly there, Martin. A few comments to go through. Alan joining us says, unchanged for Brentford, maybe Fulham one or two changes to freshen things up. Uh, maybe Dina coming in and Carlos needs to get some match minutes too. Really random review says, guys, I'm starting to think he has a B in his bonnet. No pun intended. Being underrated and laughed at in the media. Um, Unai, he means. And uh, he has a point to prove. Could see us winning the European Cup very soon. Absolutely. <laughs> Gary says, no passengers under Captain Emery on the mission to Europe playing. Well put. Very well put. And Duncan says, a Europe can only help us attract players in the summer. It's all good. Yeah. Um Regards Brentford, I know we've covered Tony a little bit there. Um, any other players that we need to watch out for, uh, George? I know we've got obviously Tony's the main man, but is anybody else really, or are they just, or are they just a really well functioning side? Yeah, you know, do you know what? Sort of last three or four years, they've been really good, Brentford. Like whether in a Championship, whether in a Premier League. But I, I, I say that, and then at the same time, I'm like, who have they really got? I've yeah. always thought this. I think I think they've just got a bloody good manager, a good spirit, a good fan base who really do get behind them, and just a uh, just a good togetherness. You know, like what you just said about what Emery's trying to install in us. I just yeah. think they've still got a good they've still got a good feel good factor from getting promoted, and the, and a the couple of good seasons they had before that, and they're still kind of riding a crest of a wave, aren't they? It's just a well run club all going in the right direction, and um, mm. you know, fair fair play to them. Yeah, yeah. Um, obviously. Tony, as I say, 18 goals. A man who's in good form at the moment at the back, Tyrone Mings. Um, Martin, is he going to have his hands full on Saturday or you, have you got every every confidence in him? I've got every confidence in him. There was four things he took out of his pocket last week. His keys, his wallet, probably some cash and Isaac. <laughs> so like, I posted, I've got I posted, I posted yeah, something. Yeah, that, that's where I got it from. You post that on Twitter. So... I've I've got every confidence in Mings. He's in great form. You know, he's he's almost a better player. Like this is the Mings that we don't know. The the, the Mings of how good he is, because for how long are we saying we don't think Mings is gonna get any better when he has a good game, he has a good game, but there's still a mistake in him. Now this is a Mings we don't know that we did not know he could go to this level, you know, passing out from the back. You know, making the long pass in behind the defence, dribbling with the ball. He's been absolutely sensational under Emery. And I thought, and I, and I was genuinely thinking this, I thought Mings would have been one of the first names out. 
under Emery because he likes to play out from the back and everything else. And I didn't think Mings was going to suit that, but it's proved me wrong. And it's he's been absolutely fantastic, and I can't really take it away from Mings. So I've got every confidence of him coming up against Ivan Tony. I do. Yeah. I've got every confidence of him coming up against any player. Any player that comes up against no, him. He is, he is playing really well. And George, I think Martin makes a great point there. That passing out from the back, I mean, you know, a lot of a lot of Saturday, as you well rightly pointed out, was quite more sort of long, longer balls into the channels or balls into, you know, Moreno, who was quite high up the pitch. But even so, some of the passes that Mings was playing in, into those midfield areas once we'd beaten the press. I mean, it's just so good to see, like, in, in playing these incisive passes. Same with Conser as well, but like Martin said, I didn't, I didn't even know these players had it in them. No, he's just, yeah, he's showing a, a fair bit of ability at the moment, which is lovely to see. And the concentration, he, he looks switched on, doesn't he? It's like mm. someone's mm. put a charger in him, you know? You know, keep <laughs> your head on, concentrate, mate, because, you know, we, we, we all knew what he used to do quite often. But again, maybe it's just a bit of confidence. He knows he's playing well. We've, we've kind of slowed it down a little bit. We're not so hectic. And maybe he's just, yeah, you know, he's got a bit more time to make a decision when he's got the ball. And, uh, yeah, you know, he's, he's doing great at the moment. And, um, yeah, it's, it's great to see because he's, uh, you know, he's always worked hard for Villa things. Yeah, 100%. And then we can't not talk about him. Um, the man and the hottest yeah. form in the league almost at the moment, him and, mm. him and Haaland. Ollie Watkins, I mean, talk of very close to agreeing a new contract, just had a new baby boy, scoring 11 goals in 12 games, most goal involvements in, in the team since the Christmas period, Martin. I mean, can life get any better for Mr. Watkins? Nope. <laughs> this, 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 this is the Ollie Watkins that I have been waiting for for so long. Like, I've always had the faith in Watkins. I've always had it. And I know Sam. And I hope Sam's eating his words because he was slaying him. He wrote him oh, off. He wrote him off completely. I was like, no, no. I still thought Ollie Watkins was a great player. He just needed proper management and he's getting it. And now he's just scoring for fun. And I'm I'm going to football train. The lads are like, Ollie Watkins is on fire. What's going on? And I went, lads. It's OW11. Who, who's Haaland? I don't even yeah. want to know about Haaland. <laughs> George, Watkins on fire. Your defence is terrified. Is that is that what we've got to sing these days? No, don't, Rich, don't, I know don't, you don't do like stealing songs from other teams. <laughs> All right, well, it, with the form he's in, and if it helps get us over the line, then I'll, I'll let it go. I'll let this, I'll let this bit of uh, some piracy go. But yeah, he, he deserves it, mate, at the moment. He's doing fantastic. I mean... You know, we've always loved Watkins. We've loved the work rate. We've loved the desire. We've loved the commitment. Now you're seeing the quality as well to back all them up. And it's mm. as if everything's all come together for him all at once. You know, he's, he's the only striker. You know, I was very, very vocal about getting rid of Mings in January. I didn't like it. And I, do you know what? I still don't think I like it. But Ings. that doesn't matter. Yeah. Mings. Sorry, uh, Ings. Yeah. But <laughs> at the end of the day, look at look at the form he's in. I mean, would you say 11 in 12? Yeah. God, the, the, the bloody team didn't have 11 in 12, did he, before uh, Unai Emery come? You know, no, no. What, what, yeah. it's, it's fantastic. And, um, yeah, you know, what, what I asked you a few weeks ago, Rich, didn't I? Um, what do you think you'll finish on? That was about two, three weeks ago. And you were like, oh, I'm not sure I'll get 14. He's got 14 in two weeks. I know. Like, you know where's it, where's, where's it going to end? I know. I know. Rachel, I'll be interested. 
Ray should be interested to know. Um, he said after the comments from Emery about Ollie's contract, I have the terrible feelings going in the summer. What did he say? What yeah, he say? let us know what he says in the comments because I, I don't really know. Um, I, I of all I've all I've heard is from I think uh, is it Graham Bandera, who's quite a, quite a well-respected journalist, said he's very close to agreeing a new deal. Yeah. Um, hundred grand or something, isn't it? Yeah, hundred grand. Gary says, you know, obviously. Um, he's got a birth of his son who happened, I think it happened Tuesday or Wednesday and played on Saturday. I'd imagine he seems like a very, very family focused guy, depending on where he's living. If you just had a newborn, I wouldn't imagine them wanting to move, move house and stuff, especially with two kids now. So there was, look, there was a fair bit of interest in him last summer. Do you remember Gerard? I know Arsenal were, I know Arsenal were interested and one or two other clubs, but Look, I think I think everything's pointing to. I think everything would point to him staying, and us maybe it's just a case of tempering it at down, or what, Emery's quite clever, maybe just trying to get him to sign, and you know maybe just acting a little bit aloof, getting him to sign. I, I don't know, but yeah, if you could let us know in the comments what he said, um, that would be interesting. Um, Mark's in the house. Evening, fellas. Late to the party. Don't worry, mate. Great to have you with us. Better late than never, Faz. Yeah. Quick, quick um, question to either of you here, from Gary. Um, do you think Emery would have improved McCormack and Hogan back in the in the bad old days? Oh, I'd forgotten about them. He would have improved oh, Eric Jemba Jemba. He would have improved <laughs> Eric Jemba Jemba. I don't care who you put in front of Emery. He's improving him. I. You know what, George, George here, you can put George in front of Emery and George will be the best centre-half in the league. <laughs> I like your style. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, I don't know, I don't know. I don't know about McCormack, maybe you'd have to get You'd have to get know. him out of his bloody front drive first, wouldn't yeah, you? Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so have to get him over his gate. You might yeah. coach him to do that. Um, Duncan says, Watkins is a loyal and family guy, very converse personality to Grealish. Um, true, that's true, yeah. Alan said, I think that's come from him dismissing the direct question earlier, but Emery usually completely overlooks part of questions. Um, hmm. Emery, Rachel said, Emery said he wants to hold off on talks until after the season and to concentrate only on the next few games. It's probably the old old Villa part of me as a fan. Yeah, yeah, I think so. I think it's right Did to have a that? little bit of caution, but, um, but yeah, uh, I, I think we'll be all right. Uh, Oh yeah, we'll come to that, Gary. We'll come to that. I'm just sorry. I'm just reading some questions. Um, Mark said, "There's limits to the miracles even Emery can produce." And Rod says, <laughs> "Great question. No way could anyone improve McCormack." Yeah, I think we, we think we all came to that conclusion. Um, quick look at the statistics. Uh, there's not too many, to be honest, with regards to us playing Brentford in the Premier League. Obviously, we've had a fair few games with him in the um, in the Championship, um, but. We'll still go through them nonetheless um, mm-hmm. and we'll look at the form. Obviously, great form that Villa are in. Um, look at the uh, look at the head-to-heads and the uh, the kind of stats for the season as well. Well, just before we do that, please, uh, as I say, hit that like button, hit that subscribe button, help us get to 1350 and beyond, help us get to 1500. And uh, yeah, if you want to contribute to the channel like Rod's done amazingly today, then please hit that dollar sign and any donation goes to help us do our shows uh, and help produce content that hopefully you guys are enjoying. Um, so, yeah, only three played in the Premier League so far. One win for each team and a draw. So not really too much to determine there. Um, 
last season, obviously we lost 2-1 uh, at their place uh, just after Christmas. I think we did a watch-along for that game, George. And when we drew 1-1 yeah. um, earlier on in that season, I think, to be fair, we've had... For these games, we had Dean Smith as manager for the 1-1 draw. We had Steven Gerrard as manager for the 2-1 defeat. And we had Aaron Danks, wasn't it? Aaron, Aaron Danks as the manager for the 4-0 win. So, so uh, this will be the fourth... <laughs> Fourth time we've played Brentford with with the fourth different manager. So there's a stat for you, AVFC Stato, if you're watching. Um, Form guide, um, five wins in a row. I mean, just look at that green, lads. Just look at that. Um, What did you see? It was said that it was the first time in 25 years we've won five games in a row. I mean, that's something. Yeah, 1998, yeah. Yeah. BT Sport, your man who interviewed Ollie Watkins, he said five wins in a row for the first time in a quarter of a century. How'd you feel about that? Ollie even was like, what? That's how long it's been? Yeah. Look at that goals against column as well. Only one goal conceded in five games. I mean, it's two in, two, two in eight, isn't it? Two as in well. eight, and one of them was a penalty, yeah. Um, and then we've got, obviously, Brighton there. Brentford there, sorry. Lost to Wolves last week. Uh, lost to Newcastle at home 2-1. Lost to Man United 1-0. Drew with Brighton away 3-3. And drew that with Leicester at home one also. No wins in win, five man. games. Yeah. And they've, they've conceded, what's that, uh, four, five, eight. They've conceded nine goals as well in those five games. So, yeah, definitely, definitely concede goals, which is interesting for us. Considering they play like usually three centre-backs, three centre backs, I believe, and, and then wing-backs. Obviously, Rico Henry's one that we've been linked with over the years, who seems to be playing quite well at the minute. So, yeah, obviously, there's going to be chances for us, which would be great. Um, we just need to watch them for set pieces, I think. They signed um, that, um, Aaron Hickey as well, didn't they? The one we were looking yeah, at. Yeah, yeah, we were looking yeah. Him, yeah. Yeah. Um, look at the season so far. So obviously, look, look at us there in sixth position now. Um, not that eleventh that we talked about, you know, even a few, two or three weeks ago. Uh, Brentford in ninth, done great. Um, Ten wins for them this season. Obviously, fifteen wins for us now. We've only drawn five games. They've drawn thirteen games. Obviously, I went through quite a lot of their draws, so they they have drawn mm. a, quite a few at home still. They've only lost eight games all season. We've lost 11. Um, the average in scoring, 1.5 goals per game. So pretty decent scoring rate. And uh, we're averaging 1.42 now. So ours is creeping up. Their average conceding is 1.35. Ours is 1.29. So we're slightly better there. I would hazard a guess that that has been linked more to this start of the season. Because as I've just gone through there, they've conceded nine goals in their last six games. <laughs> So that's, that's 1.5, so slightly above where they're at there. And they've only scored, what's that, four or five? They've only scored five goals in the last six games as well. So that would be bringing that down. Um, create quite a few chances. Uh, 1.74 chances created, which is higher than us. But obviously, mm-hmm. as we've as we've discussed on our Talking Tactics pod, our XG or our uh, even our goals scored are actually way higher in terms of our, uh, the chances that we're creating per match. So we're obviously in great form in terms of scoring goals. But looking at the last few games, we, we have been creating more chances, which is which is ideal. Um, and yeah, biggest wins, 4-0 for both teams. Um, worst defeats, ironically, against Newcastle there. Um, top players, stats, goals. Ivan Tony with 18, as you said, Martin, before. Ollie Watkins with 14 assists. Ollie Watkins with four. Jensen, I think you've mentioned. And, and Buemo um, on five each. 
um, and tackles. Jensen likes to get involved. So he's obviously going to be a key person in their midfield who mm. um, is who can obviously attack a good tackler, but also someone who creates as well. So obviously one to watch there. But just in general, um, George, a tough game, but we can't be fearing these players. We can't be fearing Brentford at all, can we? Respect, but certainly not fear. Yeah, no, we, exactly. God, if this had been six months ago, we would have been shitting ourselves. But the run, the run we're in now, yeah, you can't be fearing anyone. You know, the, the confidence we've been showing and the way we've been efficiently getting our job done, you know, not conceding many, as you said, you know, putting teams to bed, you know, sometimes banging in goals very early on, like we did to Brentford in the home game. Blew them away in about 15, 20 minutes. It was game over. You know, so, we, yeah, it's, it's a winnable game, 100%. If, but as I said before, it's no given. You know, they've got to go out there and, and do the business. And um, I'm hoping we will do that. Yeah, a few people saying here, Dunk and Mark are just saying last win there was February 1953, um, but slightly skewed by the fact we didn't play them for 63 years. So, <laughs> makes sense. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, Adamski is in the house. Hello, all. We can beat Brentford in the form we're in. Absolutely. Um, what we got here isn't the Brentford Stadium named after a lawnmower company. Hopefully, we cut them down on Saturday. But um, boom. Oh, <laughs> that's fairly far yeah, now Gary them, not with the form we're in we will go for score predictions a bit later but I do want to focus on one or two things I've been starring some comments um, so we will we'll go through them now so a few, few transfer links obviously it's been it's that time coming through um, first one is that Kang uh, Kang In Lee who seems to like I don't know how how kind of concrete the rumour mill is but someone with some links on Twitter were saying we've already agreed an 18 million euro fee Gary said there might, might be coming in but numbers look very similar to Bailey seems quite a small player tricky quick um, Martin what, what's your thoughts on him do you think do you think he can be uh, one that we can use we've featured him a couple of times on the pod um, I don't I must say I don't know a great deal about him I think he plays for Real Mallorca is it um, yeah, he plays for Mallorca, uh, apparently Atletico Madrid. We're interested. Supposedly, we've agreed an 18 million euro bid. Uh, he's supposedly as well, he's worth 14, so you're not getting a bad deal. Mm. He's only 22. So, when you're saying, oh, his numbers are s- similar to Bailey, Canyon is slightly up and coming. You know, we started at 19, playing in Little Liga. 2021 and now he's 22 so he's had a few years now admittedly he's when they say oh similar number to Bailey's but he's not he's playing for a team that's kind of in the lower end of La Liga so and I look at Emery sees some minimum so I'm gonna have every faith he looks like when I'm actually seeing him run with the ball he almost runs like Hugh Ming Sun mm. you know with the ball so it could be an interesting player and I hope I hope he does well when he comes in if he comes in, sorry. Yeah, yeah. When? Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Also, uh, there's more rumours. I think Duncan saying uh, Taram as well. Marcus Taram. I think he's available on a free. We also mm. talk about Nico Williams. He's been heavily linked this week, talking around you know the same agent. I think as Lee Kangin. I think, and that that agent was at Villa Park. Um, Gwenduzi, obviously, massively linked as well. Kyle Walker's been linked this week. 
Um, Matoma I mean, from Brighton. Matoma, yeah. I, I guess. I guess we'll have to wait and see, George. I know. I don't know if you're a big one for the transfer rumor mill and stuff, but out of those, is there anyone that you, any ones that you would kind of really like to see? Well, uh, the only thing that makes me the last year or two, with this, with the rumors always go around, don't they? But we, 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 we don't, we don't sign the players that the rumors. The, we don't give anything away, do we? We no. just say, right there, you go, lads. We've signed so and so. But, you know, I, I don't know, as far as I'm concerned, they're all rumours, but the Walker one's an interesting one because he's obviously um, lost his place now at City. But this is what Guardiola does, doesn't he? He drops players out of it for, like, a couple of months. And then just as you think they're finished there, they're back in the team. You know, yeah. he's, he's getting on a bit now. He's got to be 32, 33. But, and, you know, he was at Villa as a youngster, wasn't he, as, as a loanee. But I think once you're on that sweet man City money... I'd be very surprised to see him rocking up at Villa myself. You know, mm. you, you only end up in America or, or somewhere like that after leaving Man City, at, you know, to get to earn more money. But yeah, you know, great player, you know, I wouldn't turn him down. He played on loan for us, didn't he, when he was a yeah. kid? Yeah. 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 Um, Deco says, so excited for this window. Look at how Emery targeted Moreno and he's revitalized our style of play for £12 million. Pounds. Um, and then Adamski said, I'm going to ignore this window and trust it 100% in Emery and his scouts after Marino being so good. Is, you know, will, I think... will Emery be buying these players or will we still be going down the uh, the route of the sporting director and everything? It's a difficult one, isn't it? Because there's been rumours of him wanting to bring in his own sporting director, which brings into doubt... Um, Bring, is someone banging around upstairs there, Martin? <laughs> yeah, my niece is having a bit of fun, all right. All oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, it brings in, you know, I think brings into that Johan Langer's role, although he's been giving, he's been given a lot of credit for the the way that they've been working with the loan player, the young players out on loan. So, which which coincidentally we'll 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 um we'll focus on in a minute. But yeah. I, th- I think it's just a case of trusting in, in what we, what we've got. I mean, I think there'll be one or two going out. People have uh, in the comments have talked about, you know, obviously we've focused Coutinho, Dina, you know, where the cash might be. I don't know. Um, but there'll be one or, one or two players that go out. There'll be one or two of the loan players that maybe we, we, we get good transfer fees for potentially and then look to go from there. But, you know, I think it's ultimately having having trust trust in the manager and and, and and I think it was I think it might have been Gary that mentioned that I'd have thought that they'll have some sort of uh, oh yeah he said we have a two-tier transfer target system one for if we qualify for Europe and the other for eighth or below and that that's probably the best bet isn't it you know you, you plan for plan for all scenarios really um and then and then go from there. Um, Joe asked a question who's joining us. Good evening, Joe. Is Bailey staying? Um, uh, I don't know. Apparently, Emery likes him, but I... impact. If he stays, it's, it's if he stays, it's he'd be rotational, and I don't think he'd like that. <laughs> His dad definitely wouldn't like that. Uh, so. If it's gonna, if he gets told he's gonna to be rotational, he's gone. That's yeah. what I think will happen. The only interest in Bailey is gonna be from Germany, isn't it? Because I can't see anyone else sort of looking at his villa form, thinking, "Oh yeah, we'd like to sign this guy." You know, when we've paid thirty. Leverkusen probably take him back. 
Yeah, but what, for half the money, probably? Be bad business, that's wouldn't it? But that's generally what happens when it comes to the Bundesliga. They get loads of money, and then when they're buying someone back, they get them half the money. Yeah, you look yeah, at yeah. Mats Fair Hummels, enough. for example, going to Bayern Munich, and what happened? Yeah. They got him for half the money that they received. Bit mixed in the comments. Michael said he thinks he's staying. Deco thinks he's staying, and Adamski says not if we get two other wingers. But I guess it depends on. Um, Faz says think Bailey only stays if we don't get a decent enough offer for him. You know, um, <laughs> Gary said, "Good job, there, Kev's not on tonight. Uh, he's not a start for me, but Basing Stoke's still interesting." <laughs> um, yeah, I think um, you know it's. We've got the the great thing is, is we're in a position of strength at the moment where you know players players I'm sure will want to come to Villa and players will want to stay at Villa especially if we get mm. into Europe. So look, let's just see what happens. But th- there's certainly going to be lots of players getting touted around coming to Villa because why wouldn't you want to come and be a part of what we've what we've got going at the moment? Like we're the club that people are talking about. People are talking about us more than they're talking about going to Chelsea. You know, Chelsea are a complete mess. Leicester are a complete mess. West Ham are still in a mess. Like we're the club at the moment that are that people are talking about. So let's yeah. let's make sure that continues. And then that that again takes me on to the, some of the loan players as well. I mean, some of the young players out on loan. We we were talking before we came on air. Like Cameron Archer, I think he's eight goals in sixteen games and six assists at at, um, at Middlesbrough. Um, Aaron Ramsey, I think it's like eight goals so far this season. Finazaz, who had a phenomenal first half of the season at, at, at Plymouth, he's, he's dropped off a little bit because of injury. Um, Marvellous Nakamba, I know he's not a young player, but absolutely smashing he's been it. Sensation. Luton in third in the I knew league. He would do well. Um, so, you know, let's talk. Let's talk Cameron Archer first, George. I mean. What what do we what do we do with him? Because clearly he's got he's just got this knack for goals, like and that thing where all all the coaches say you can't coach that, and he seems to have it. Yeah, he's natural, isn't he? And I think he's done great since he's gone to uh, to Borough. Um, <coughs> I see they have Akpom, right? Akpom's the scored the most goals at Borough, right? So I'm not exactly yeah. sure how, what system they're playing. Are they are they a four four two at Borough? Or is is Cam is Archer playing off like off one of the sides? They, I'm not 100. percent I don't know if they play, they they quite fluid because mm. it depends who they start. Like sometimes a sometimes they play quite a fluid midfield, and he's I think Akpom's actually the other day I watched them against Norwich, and Akpom was deeper, and Archer was right up top, and it was Akpom okay. No, who I was, was, I was just deeper. thinking, is, is there a space? Is that Buendia Bailey space? Could could he not operate in there? Maybe not as a starter every week, but you know you, you're going to get more definitely going to get more goals out of him than you would a a Buendia or a Bailey when we're sort of playing a an auxiliary four four two. You know he's an exciting player, and I really don't want to see him sold because there'd be nothing worse than sort of one of your own being sold and then smashing it, and you everyone going oh you look what you've lost should have kept him you know. So no, I, I hope he stays around myself. Yeah, yeah, and. I mean, Ian says that Archer and Ramsey should get their chance in the squad next year. Hopefully, new signings don't block them. Deco said, I'd love to see Cameron, AJ and Tim in the first team and Kane Kessler-Hayden. What will happen with Barry? Um, Gary says, Barry is a very, very late developer. He scored the other night for Salford and by all accounts, he's doing well there. They're in the playoffs in League Two as well. Um, Alan, Ramsey and Archer are playing so well together at Borough. Brilliant. Carrick loves them. Um, 
Yeah, so Nigel says Akpom's behind Archer when both play. Okay. Um, yeah. So it's... Uh, yes. Um, Michael says Archer will want to give Villa a season before considering a move. Gary says Chuck Wemaker has played 39 minutes since he left Villa, but wanted more than 100 grand a week to stay at Villa. No way. So, hmm. You know, that, but that serves as a warning to those younger players that, you know, you move on to somewhere, unless it's like a club, you know, an up-and-coming club from Championship to Premier League or top of the Championship. You go to a bigger club like a Chelsea or whatever, the pressure's that much. Managers leave, yeah. you know, yeah. you, you're not going to get games. So while you could have seen this higher. coming with Carney lads, couldn't we? I don't know how. Matt, Matt, he probably saw it himself. He's just seen them big bucks, hasn't he? Yeah. 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 But look, we've got 20 million for it. Yeah, good business yeah. from Villa for once. Absolutely. Absolutely. But yeah, it, it's great. Um, it's great for these players doing so well and getting talked about. And like I said, I think Nakamba probably goes, but this hard, second half of the season certainly puts puts um, him in the shop window. Um, gets us a few million for him. Keenan Davis, I don't know how he's doing at Watford. They're obviously not doing very well, but a club's going to want him, get money for him. Um, and then, you know, one or, one or two of the other players we get back in, maybe they go out back out on loan again, like a Chukwameka, uh, not a Chukwameka, sorry, in the era Gonham, go out on loan again. Yeah, Rich, my, um, my, my mates are at jump in there. My mates say um, QPR season ticket holder, and he, he loves he loves Arubinum. He's sort of saying he's done really well for most of the season. He did say, though, he didn't think he was quite Premier League Villa quality just yet. Yeah. But then he got, he had, he's just been injured and he's just come back last night. And my mate said he was fantastic and had a great game. So, you know, again, I think one we, one we keep around, right? Definitely. Mm-hmm. Definitely. And this is why I think the Conference League or something like that would be ideal for these players um, because they, they'll get games. So, look, it's great to see them doing well. I think people like uh, T-Win's in the house. Sorry. Don't worry that you're late. You've, you've, we've still got time. We've still got plenty of time. Don't worry about it. Um, but thank you for joining us. And thanks to everyone joining us. As I say, hit that like button. Hit the subscribe button. Help us help us grow the channel. Like I say, we're, we're so close to 1,500 subscribers, which the last couple of weeks has been crazy, the amount of new new viewers, new subscribers we're getting. So make sure you hit the like button. Help us spread the word of the channel. Um, and if you, want to, if you do want to donate, hit that dollar sign. Get a super chat in comment on the show whatever you want or just donate it helps us produce some of the content that we're producing so please uh anything is much appreciated um but yeah uh like i say with 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 some of the lone players it, it's just great to see and and Yedinak was getting a lot of praise i think he plays a key role in in looking after these lone players as i said before um johan langer was getting praise and and christian Pers. i think that's part of his remit to um, make sure these loan players are getting development and um, whether that be for the first team or whether that be for for money to bring in. Um, and that can only be a good thing, George, as you, as you hinted on before. Yeah, yeah, you know, we've been, we've, been, we've been that sort of team before that's always gone and helped teams out by overpaying for crap players, you know, when we could have been putting that money into developing our own. And, you know, luckily mm-hmm. we finally... Um, Finally got our shit together. You know, it might have took us robbing West Brom's system to do that. But, you know, now we're, we're seeing the, the signs of fruition, aren't we? All these players coming through, all doing well, you know, all putting value on their value on themselves for the club. So, you know, either we've got good players for the future first team or you've got saleable assets, you know, which is money for the club. So it's win-win. Yeah, yeah. Um just highlighted this. Ian says, I only found this channel today watching your Newcastle breakdown. Good content. I look forward to watching you guys more often. Thank Thanks, you very Ian. much, mate. 
Yeah, welcome to welcome to the Villa Park Pod family. Um, great to have you on board, mate. And like I say, this is why um, you know hitting the like button and all that and subscribing helps us grow because people people pick up on uh, on the show and where and where we are. Um, la- one more question that Chris has just asked here, which is a good question. Then we'll get we'll get score predictions in. So get get them into the get them into the comments. How you think we're going to get on against uh, Brentford on Saturday before we finish up? Um, Chris says, if you could cherry pick one player from any of the bottom six teams, who would it be? I'll come to you first, Mark. I'm torn between two, but I'm going to go with Declan Rice. Good shout. A, new, a West Ham in the bottom six? Yeah. I yeah. I think so. I'll let you have it. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to look now. Where are they? Where are they? Please, please, please. Yeah, they are. They are. They are. All right, Declan Rice. It was going to be. I was thinking either him or Yuri Tillemans. Few people are getting in the comments, so yeah, get in the comments. I'll read them all out in a second. George, what about yourself? For me, yeah. If it wasn't Rice, who I was thinking, I would probably say James Madison. Yeah, Madison's a good shout. I think I might. Take I think James. Brennan, will pro- I think I might take Brennan Johnson. I know you got. You love him, don't you, Rich? Yeah. <laughs> Every- I know what here people in the comments for you. Every single time Brennan Johnson scores for Forest, not even two seconds later, he's on, he's on it. Rich, he's a, <laughs> Brennan Johnson scored again. <laughs> Brennan Johnson it's scored again. It's only because Kev said he's crap. No, I think so he's I'm, decent, I'm, mate. I'm with I'll you. Just make he a point. Good. I just make a point. He's got eight got eight Premier League goals in his first in his first season in the Premier League. Um, <laughs> you know yeah. who else? You know who else I take as well, and I'm a big fan of his. I'd actually take James Ward-Prowse as well. I'm a big well, fan of Yeah, There's a few in the comments. So, who have we got? Duncan says Harvey Barnes. That's a good shout. Um, Gary said, have we outgrown Ward Prowse now? Yeah, uh, he's got a point there, Gary has. Yeah. Doesn't I don't do think we have, me. to be honest with you. This was before. We were getting linked with him yeah. before Kamara come, before it's Louise four, suddenly realised he was a footballer. Million? But, yeah, but... Think about the set pieces. Like, how many goals nah, can we get from I, I just, nah, it's not, a lot of, a lot of money for a free kick taker. Yeah, it's just not enough for me. I, I says, personally think. Go on, sorry, go on, Rich. You go, on. you go. I just think the fact that he's so good at free kicks actually takes away how good of a footballer he is. Yeah, I've not seen enough of it. I've not seen enough from him. Sorry to to warrant. But look, every, everyone, he's still a good player. I'm, I'm not. I'm not going to say he's not. But yeah, um, doesn't get doesn't beat Brennan Johnson for me. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder why you're saying that now. <laughs> Ian says uh, Harvey Barnes as well. Uh, Nigel says Declan Rice. Mm. Um, Kyle says Madison. Um, Adamski says Brennan Johnson for him as well. Uh, Faz says would love Barnes. Duncan says Woolpress is a bit specialist. Um, Michael, I'm not sure who he said who he thinks is a good player. But... Uh, Michael, is that Woolpress or Brennan Johnson? Just to clarify for us. Yeah, just let us know. Um, I'll tell you, Forrest Alan, are in some trouble if they uh, go down, aren't they? Yeah, Alan says oh Nonto God. from Leeds. Bit of Emery polish, he'd be amazing. Not that's a bad not, shout a at show. all. It's a good show. Rachel says she likes Ward Prowse who would play others above him, though. Chris uh, says Harvey Barnes for him, but he thinks Lavia from Southampton will be a star in the future. My mate said that to me at work this morning, that yeah. about the Lavia, yeah. Yeah, it's a good shout. Is he from Man City? Yeah, I think he. Yeah. I don't know if he's a loader. Bottom, or he's actually, bottom, yeah, bottom, him, right? no, yeah, yeah. Bottom, I think it's the similar, for, probably similar to what we did with Douglas Louise, where they could I think buy the him back. For like, 
I think they bought him for like twelve million. I think. Yeah. Something yeah. like that. Rich Jones, James Will Paris would have been good when Jack was here. Now he has no, not really any use to us. Yeah. Ah, Michael says Johnson. Yeah. Johnson. Yeah. Um, Leeds going down. Our Leeds going down. Think Southampton have gone now. We always do this. <laughs> who are we? Who are we? Uh, who are we saying is going down? Well, we did. We did this a few weeks ago, didn't we? I know. I, I, at the time, I went Southampton definitely. And then I think I went Forest, so I'm, I think I'm looking good there. But the other one I said was Bournemouth. Bournemouth have done terrific this last month, haven't they? I think they're yeah. safe now. I think yeah. Bournemouth are out, and I reckon it's going to be a shout between Everton and Leeds. I think, Le- I think Leeds will go. Leeds. I, mean, I think Leicester will get out. I think, I think uh, Everton. I think it's going to be Southampton, Forest, Everton. <laughs> Mark's a strange no one wants Bamford. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, Kyle says Southampton, Forest, Everton, uh, same as me. Um, I'm going to go with Southampton, Leeds, and Everton. Or sorry, uh, Leicester. Oh, I think Leicester. Yeah. Rich says Saints, Everton. So, Leicester, Leeds. So, yeah, so Southampton, Leicester, and Everton. I think they'll be the truth. I think Leeds will scrape it by the skin of their teeth. Yeah. Uh, we've got loads of comments coming in. Rod says Southampton, Leeds. Uh, Nigel says Southampton, Forest, and A.N. Other. Adamski hopes it's Leeds. Uh, Duncan says Southampton, Forest, and Everton or Leeds. Rod has got uh, Everton is his, his other teams. Um, I reckon Man- Dyer should pull something out of the bag, though, and make sure they stay yeah. up. I reckon he'll win a couple of home games. Yeah, Man with the Golden Gun. None of them, all of those six clubs are there for a reason, especially... Or Prowse, I've watched him a few times. He goes missing in games until there's a free kick. That's my feeling on him, to be honest, mate. Um, Faz says Saints, Forest, and Leeds. Um, so yeah, I think Gem- I think it's now three out of five, isn't it? Or maybe maybe six, but yeah, pretty much three out of five or two from five, really, because I think Southampton are done. Right. Mm-hmm. Before we finish up, let's get your score predictions in for Saturday. Um Obviously, yeah, we've we've gone through the game. It's going to be a tough game, different challenge to Newcastle. We've obviously played amazingly well against Newcastle. If we play anything like that, 50, uh, even 60, 70% of that, I think we get the win. Um, get your score predictions in in the comments. George, I will come to you first. Are you going to be positive? I know you're at the game along with myself. I cannot wait for this, lads. I'll tell you. I've been excited <laughs> for a go to a game for years. I'm buzzing for it, mate. Get us down there now, Rich. <laughs> <laughs> so what do you think the score is going to be, my friend? Well, this is, this is going to be a tough old game, but I think I think an early Watkins goal gets us a one nil. I think I think once we score, I think that's game over myself. And I and I can't see I can't see past anyone other than Watkins at the minute to get it. And the defence looks solid, so yeah, I'm gonna go gonna go one nil. And who's getting it to say Watkins? Yeah. Nice one, continuing his scoring run. Um, the man with the golden gun, Mr. James Bond, says 2-0 Villa. Um, Nigel Franklin says 1-1 on Saturday. Rachel says 2-1 Villa, a really hard game. Kyle, 2-0 Villa, as long as we don't underestimate them. Mm-hmm. Ian, 2-1, Louise and Watkins for us and Tony for them. Gary's going for a 2-2 draw. Um, Rich is saying 2-0 Villa. Deadpool is saying 3-2 Villa. What a game that would be. An exciting one. 
T1 saying 2-0 Villa. Michael saying 1-1 draw. Duncan saying 2-0 Villa. Um, Gary saying what we beat Fulham on Wednesday. Um, Matt is joining us as 4-0 Villa. Martin, are you as confident as most of the viewers? Yep. 3-1. Who's scoring? Ollie Watkins will get a double. And... Actually, you know what? I'm going to back this. Ollie Watkins to get a hat-trick. Whoa, <laughs> against his old club. I'm, I'm going to back it. Are you, will he celebrate? That's the question. <laughs> Maybe not the first one, but the other two, I think he will. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Do the old baby then, rock and all that. Hmm, yeah. yeah. For them, I think Ivan Downey. Yeah, yeah. Um, Rod says, I can't bring myself to believe nice things. Happen to us should so go for a one-one. Um, well, look, if you lower lower expectations, you know that they can only exceed them. Marcus said, anyone at Villa Park next week? DM um, him. Yeah, we're I'm there. I'm there on Tuesday, yeah. mate. So look out I'll for me well. and say hello. Um, I'm gonna try so and get to there. one game while I'm in college, unfortunately. So I, I want to get to one before the season's nice up. So. If that and and that goes to anyone else who's at the game as well. If anyone wants to. I'll be there on Tuesday night, so come and say hello. I'll uh, be, I'm in the whole 10, so I would be probably in, yeah, in the whole 10 lower, so come and say hello. Um, uh, who else have we got here? T1 says, another spanking will make another statement to the big, so let's give them a part two, absolutely. Brentford will want revenge, and Tony hates the villa. Um, with Villa fans, we can deal with whatever happens exactly. I'm going to say 2-1 Villa. I think it'll be a tough game, but I think we'll we'll, we'll get the better of them. I'm going to say Watkins again. I, I can't see him not scoring, and I think Buendia will get a goal. So, yeah. Um, all positive, and then we'll be... Newcastle play Tottenham on Sunday. Newcastle beat mm-hmm. Tottenham. We're on the same points as... We'll be on the same points as Spurs. And then hopefully be Fulham on the Wednesday. Or Tuesday, yeah, sorry. Tuesday, and then we're. I think if we can get, if we can get at least six points from these next three, um, which is what, uh, which is Brentford, Fulham, Man United. I think, I think we're still on, on with it. I think, still think we're in with a shout. I just mm. wonder. Um, <clears throat> this is this is probably the first week we've really had, like the, we're talking about going under the radar. That's gone now, hasn't it? No, everyone's yeah, talked exactly. about Villa this we week. Are, I, literally, we well. I literally said that just before he came on. Yeah, we are well under the radar. The radar. Um, <laughs> can, can we now sort of live up to the hype as such? And you know, is there a bit more pressure on us? So, hopefully, yeah, you know, hopefully, we just Emery just says, Look, lads, forget all the outside noise, just carry on as you're going, and we'll see how high we can get. That was the aim, and that should still mm-hmm. be the aim, exactly. Exactly, yeah. Well, it's been an amazing show, boys. Thank you so much. Thank you to everyone in the comments. Um, it has been a great, great show. Um, like I say, you guys make the show. Um, we've had new viewers as well who've just discovered us. So please do keep coming back to watch. Hit that like button. Help us spread the word of the channel. Hit that subscribe button. Um, and uh, we've got loads planned for the next few weeks. We'll be back with a match reaction after the game on on Saturday, probably on Sunday, because I'll be traveling back and, and George will be traveling back. And I don't know what kind of state we'd be in anyway, um, <laughs> and especially if after a win. So we'll be back Sunday for a match reaction. 
and then talking tactics we've got a great run me and me and um gareth with talking tactics i think we've i think we've pretty much won every game that we've done so look out for that next week anybody more bulletins for for latest news so look out on the channel for for any news coming through boys thank you so much for joining me um it's been an absolute pleasure um as I say, hopefully we get the three points on Saturday. Keep our run going on our European charge. Hopefully the Lions in the beam. Hello, Bella. Um, <laughs>